Today's reading is from Matthew 5, the Beatitudes. Now when he saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Good, thank you, Anne and Alan. So we come to think this morning particularly about uh, one of these Beatitudes and about a healthy appetite. Jesus said some amazing words in his teaching. And we've just heard some of the most incredible sayings of Jesus. They say something about where the true blessings in life will come from. And it's not necessarily what you might expect. A blessing that comes to those who are poor in spirit, to those who mourn, to those who are meek. And especially today, we focus on the words, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. That's the words in the translation, the New International Version that we read just now. Uh, some other translations read like this, the good news, happy are those whose greatest desire is to do what God requires, God will satisfy them fully. And then the message translation, you're blessed when you've worked up a good appetite for God, that's where I got the title from. He's food and drink in the best meal that you'll ever eat. Isn't that great? A healthy appetite for God. Now, I have many memories of our own children when they were very young, especially when it came to demanding food. Physical hunger is something very natural. And it's very natural that after a few hours of activity, most people begin to feel hungry, and there's nothing wrong with that. But of course, when it comes to very young children, this can lead to fairly extreme behavior screaming, waving arms in a frenzy, or whatever it is. And of course, it's even more complicated when a young child is being breastfed, a mum is nowhere to be seen. And I understand that Rob's had some of those moments with Ella. You have my sympathy with that. I remember it very well. Uh, we had a bit of a family get-together on Friday for my part of the family. So that was my two brothers and sister and their spouses. Uh, sadly, there were only seven of us this time because Peter's wife, Janet, died last September. But it was great to be together. And Angela, my sister, prepared a lovely meal for us. We truly ate well. Food is a blessing. 
And we have such a rich variety of food available to us. And of course, it's the food that we eat that provides the nutrients that we need to survive. And uh, many of you, I'm sure, will know so much more about this than I do. But there's the protein, carbohydrate, and fat that together are a source of energy as well as playing specific roles in maintaining our health. And then the vitamins and the minerals, which serve as a, with a variety of critical functions to ensure that our bodies work well. And having a healthy appetite is important. It's important in both sense of the word. It's important to have a healthy appetite in the sense of eating well. And also it's important to have a healthy appetite in the sense of eating the right kinds of food. But of course those resources of food are not the same everywhere in the world. Hunger is a very serious issue in many places. And the lack of access to clean water is probably one of the greatest reasons for infant and child mortality across the world. Eating good food and drinking safe water is essential for staying alive. But in far too many places there are inadequate supplies. And images like this of malnourished children often come onto our screens, often with appeals for help. It is sometimes said that there's enough food for everyone's need, but not enough for everyone's greed. And clean water is such a basic necessity. And it's so tragic that so many people are still drinking unsafe, dirty water and then becoming seriously ill. And so part of our Christian responsibility is to do what we can to help everyone to access food and water, the basic essentials of life that they need. As a church, we regularly support the work of BMS World Mission uh, and many different Baptist projects across the world are engaged in different kinds of mission activities, but a significant amount of that work addresses the need of basic health care, agriculture, the provision of food and water. And then in Mercy Mission, which uh, Anne was praying about earlier, uh, one of the most recent projects has been to secure over four acres of land for growing rice and there is the hope to extend that in the coming year so that the children living on the mission campus can be well fed and even if the opportunity for supplying funds of money from other parts of the world is not allowed to continue the food is still there because the mission owns the land and also in the last year we've installed a water purifying unit on the campus so there's now, now there's an ample supply of clean water available to everyone who is there and available to others locally who need it. Every little helps towards food and water for those who need it. But let's come back to these words that Jesus spoke because he wasn't talking specifically about physical hunger and thirst in these words, important though they are. He was talking about a different kind of of hunger. It might have been easier if these words simply said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for God. He actually said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. And so we've got this word righteousness 
that we need to understand if we can make sense of the words that Jesus is saying. What does it mean? There are three aspects to this very important word. There is a personal aspect of righteousness, which means being in the right place with God. And so there is blessing to those who are righteous in the presence of God, who are in the right place with God, who have the right relationship with God, who know that they belong to God. That is only possible through trusting in Jesus Christ. And it's wonderful that that opportunity is open to all. That all of us, no matter what we've said, thought or done, whoever we are, wherever we are, we can be brought to that place where we are right with God and clothed with a personal righteousness that's nothing to do with what we might have done ourselves. But it's entirely due to the love of God, to the sacrifice of Jesus when he died on the cross and the fact that he can forgive us and make our lives new. And then we have that beautiful personal righteousness. But righteousness is much more than that. Because there's also a moral aspect of righteousness, which is living in the right kind of way. A righteous life is a, right, is a life that reflects the character of God, that does the right kind of things, that is the kind of person that God desires in the world today. And that impacts on the whole of life. It impacts in the, what the words that we speak, the attitudes and thoughts in our minds, the things that we say and do, the actions with our hands and our feet, the whole of life is gathered up in this sense of living a life that is righteous, that is pleasing to God. And there is blessing for those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. And then there's also a social element of righteousness, which is living in the right kind of community with liberation from oppression, with justice in the courts, with integrity in business, with honor in home and family affairs, with water and food for those who need it. A social righteousness that doesn't just affect you in your own little space, but it affects all those who are around you. And actually, righteousness is not just one or other of these, it's all of them together. So when Jesus said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, he is saying there is a blessing to those who long to be in the right place with God, to live the right kind of life, and to be part of a community that is expresses the right concern for all those whom God has created. It's a big word. And there's a big blessing here. But it comes to those who hunger and thirst for this kind of life. And so the question here really is whether you and I desire these things with the same kind of intensity as someone who is starving desires food or someone who is parched desires water. You see, it's not just a matter of being interested in God occasionally of wanting to live a good life when it's convenient, about being concerned with the wrong in the world when it seems appropriate and something prompts you to do something. This is passage is talking about a deep appetite, a deep appetite for God himself, for those who hunger and thirst 
for righteousness, a longing to be forgiven and to be put right with God, a longing to live a life in holiness and moral righteousness, a longing to make every effort towards the well-being of those who are in places of injustice, war, and poverty. And there is a blessing for those who hunger and thirst for these things, a great blessing. This is what will bring the greatest satisfaction for being alive. This is like having a good meal, being well fed. The blessing that comes from those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. So what is most important to me and to you now this morning? Is it home, family, work, interests, hobbies? They are all very, very important. But what makes you get up in the morning and want to be alive? What gets you up in the morning and want to engage with the people who are around you? Blessed, said Jesus, are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. To know God in my inner being, to live in a godly manner with those around me, to see more of the kingdom of God expressed in this hurting world. The Christian doesn't say, I am interested in Jesus Christ, but rather the Christian echoes the words of the Apostle Paul, for me to live is Christ. It's all important. The Christian doesn't say, I would like to come to some sort of arrangement with Jesus, because I think there might be some truth here. But along with the disciple Thomas, when he realized that Jesus is alive, the Christian will say, my Lord and my God. You are my reason for being and for existing. Now these words in Matthew's Gospel are very similar to some words in Luke's Gospel. But in Luke's account there are some contrasting words as well. Because as well as Luke saying, blessed are those who hunger and thirst, Luke also goes on to say, Woe to you that are full, for you will be hungry. The opposite. Woe to you who are full, for you will be hungry. To those who think that they are satisfied now and have no sense of spiritual hunger, there will come a time when the emptiness of life will show. But conversely, the great promise of these words is that those who do express a spiritual hunger now, God wants to satisfy you fully with a great meal. And the word that's used for filled is especially interesting. It's a Greek word, it's a difficult one to pronounce, but that doesn't matter. But it's used particularly for the fattening of animals, for killing, or to stuff a person to the very full. In other words, it's not a word that's used just for a little bit of food, to bring a little bit of satisfaction. It's a word that's used for the fullness that comes from all that God is able to bring. Many of you who've been through the stages of parenting young children will know of the amazing contrast from a hungry child screaming and waving as if their whole world is about to collapse. Then to be fed. And then to drop off to sleep 
in utter and complete contentment. Total satisfaction. Now, Jesus didn't say these words to send us to sleep, but he did say them to lead us to satisfaction. True satisfaction comes from a deep hunger and thirst for God himself and for godly living and for a God-centered community. Is this the longing in your heart today? Maybe you've never come to the place of knowing Jesus in a personal way. The reason why he came and lived and died for us is so that the wrong in our lives can be taken away and we can be made new, right with God. And that's the, where this idea of righteousness begins. And that can happen now. Maybe you're in that place, but life is not overflowing at this moment of time into goodness and beauty and love and peace. There are things going on that are really not right. The moral dimension of righteousness is missing. Something is wrong. Somewhere. You delight in some aspect of darkness rather than living totally in the light and the love of Jesus. There may be some jealousy, some pride, some telling of lies, some immorality, some kind of impurity that's damaging your life at the moment. You're not hungering and thirsting for the righteousness that comes from God. God can put that right here and now. Maybe you're in your own little world, but not connected with the wider community, our neighborhood, our country, the world in which we live, and have no regard for what is wrong in the bigger picture of life and no concern for those who are hungry and thirsty, those who are imprisoned for no reason, those who are victims of abuse, neglect, human trafficking or war. Our Christian conscious, conscience cannot be locked in a corner because God so loved the world that he gave his only son. So righteousness is not just what goes on between you and God, but it goes on in the world around us. And there is a satisfaction within when we truly focus on what's beyond and seek to be part of a community of salt and light, of Christ-like behavior in a dark and dangerous world. I wonder, and I'm sure Rob and Catherine have wondered, what kind of world will Ella grow into? In many ways, as we think of the younger generation growing in the world today. It's a very, very different world to even 15, 20 years ago, even more different to 40, 50 years ago. What kind of world will it be? Is it the kind of world that gives space for honoring God? We are part of the kind of world that the next generation are growing into. Our social righteousness is part of our gospel living today. And we need to work and pray for a community, an environment, 
a nation and a world where God's standards are seen more and more and more rather than the trend that has so often been the case of God's ways being seen less and less and less. Because we long for a world in which faith can flourish, in which love can be expressed. And we have a responsibility for the world that is growing today and emerging today. So do you really hunger and thirst for righteousness? Is there something deep inside of you that is longing for God to work in your own life to bring you into that right relationship with him? In the way that you live to bring about a right kind of living? And in the world around us to bring more and more of the kingdom of God. We're going to allow some time for God to speak this morning and for us to respond. He longs that we should hunger and thirst for righteousness, personal righteousness, moral righteousness, social righteousness, so that we'll be filled with the fullness of God and live powerfully for Jesus. Whether we are working that out as parents with young children, as adults with demanding and challenging careers, as people who live in a hugely diverse community. Whatever our own circumstances, whatever life looks like for you and for me today, are you hungry and thirsting for God to be right at the center? I'm going to invite you to watch a short clip on the screen. And then after that, we're going to stand, if you're able, and sing a song. Uh, then there'll be some time for openness. Uh, and we'll be just a little bit flexible as to how we use this time in the next few minutes as we respond together. But let's first of all watch on the screen.